Welcome to the City of Crystal podcast, a look at the issues and initiatives regarding the City of Crystal, a fully developed first-tier suburban community just west of Minneapolis. Well, I'd like to welcome you to another podcast for the City of Crystal. My name is Jim Adams and I am the Mayor of Crystal. Today's topic is going to be centered around one of the Council's initiatives, one of their goals. About three years ago, our, one of our initiatives was to focus on equity and inclusion. And quite frankly, it's been going on for a little bit more than three years. It's been bringing our neighborhoods together probably for the last six years we've, we've started that focus. So we're trying to take the next step into this topic, into this area, increase our cultural awareness. The council has been working with a consultant from Impact Lives, and that's a nonprofit that helps organizations maneuver the waters in this area. And some of the things that, that they've been helping us deal with is our own personal cultural awareness. So as we move forward with Impact Lives, it will enhance some of the things that we've already done in our efforts to, to work with equity and inclusion. We have the Joint Community Policing Partnership that's already been established, and the MAC, which is our Multicultural Advisory Committee, that's in, that's in full swing, has been in full swing for a couple years now. We also have an embedded community engagement team, and they work with our police department as well. In the administration area, we've been working on Just Deeds. That's an organization that ha has been very active, especially in, in our, our western suburb area. So if you get a chance, take a look at Just Deeds. get a lot more detail on that. But with us, we have our special guest is Ramon Pastrano. He is uh, just a highly qualified individual, and I would like to have him just say a few words about him and some of his experience, and then we'll kind of move on to the meat of the conversation. Ramon, welcome. Well, thank you, Mr. Mayor. Really appreciate you and the opportunity to be here uh, participating in this podcast. Uh, just a little bit about myself. I uh, was born in the Dominican Republic, grew up in San Juan, Puerto Rico, and came uh, as an immigrant here to the United States uh, about age 17. I'm a former naval officer. I spent about five years in the U.S. Navy and then uh, began my career in medical devices and surgical consultancy, worked with uh, several companies in that particular field, and then decided to pursue a different track, uh, helping people, communities. That led me to get a master in theology and then get a doctorate in global contextual, contextual leadership, which took me to about three different parts of the world, the Middle East, India, and also Southeast Asia, and then finalized my research in South America and this part of the world. Quite a resume there, and a, a lot bit. of experience <laughs> as well. That's, I, we're, we're lucky to have you here, and uh, I, one of the main purposes, I think, of this, this podcast is to help people them become aware of what we're planning on doing on a community conversation. Uh, we've scheduled a community conversation for June 23rd, which is going to be virtually virtually done, so you can find that on Zoom. And can, can you talk a little bit about what this community conversation is going to look like? Yes, uh, I, th I think it will be important to, to talk about the why, right? Uh, sure. If we look at what's going on in our culture, what's going on in our society, in our cities, there seems to be a lot of confusion. There seems to be a lot of polarization. There seems to be a lot of misunderstanding. And we have a lot of great people in our, you know, in our cities in our state and each and every one of those individuals that are part of this collective, they bring something unique about themselves. And it is important to recognize the uniqueness of those individuals. Unfortunately, 
sometimes those differences get in the way of people uh, connecting and understanding. So I think it was uh, Parker Palmer who uh, defined uh, community as the power of connection. How right. do we connect everybody here? Right. So the purpose of these conversations that we're going to have is to invite everybody, give everybody an opportunity to be at the table and have their voices heard, but doing it in a way that is productive, right? One of my um, approach is always let's move from debate to dialogue. Why? Because when you look at the word debate and you start arguing with other people, it's almost like you need to defeat the other person. On the other hand, when we focus on dialogue, the word itself means finding meaning through the word, you know, dia right. logo, right? So there is a lot of meaning that we can find in this type of conversation. There is a lot of some understanding. And the reality is that whatever issues we are facing out there, uh, the solutions are within the people that actually are part of that community. So that is primarily the why. When we talk about the conversations, uh, we structure those conversations in a way that invite and elicit, you know, people's responses, you know, what they desire, what, what, what they want to do. But it's also is to have shared meaning. We have a lot of language, but we don't have shared meaning. Yes. And that creates a problem, right? Yeah, we have, I, I mean, defining, defining what equity is, is I mean, that's, that's a huge challenge. I say equity, and it means one thing to me. Uh, and is how different is that from equality? And we have we have all these different perceptions. And yeah, you're right. The yeah. meaning is the huge important piece of it. Yeah, absolutely. So when we talk about diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging, and we throw those terms in there without a clear definition, people are interpreting, people are filtering those definitions through their own mental models, through their own life right. experiences. And sometimes we are unaware that we're doing that. So when we talk about diversity, we talk about things that are visible, but also things that are invisible, implicit and explicit, right? We have diversity of thoughts, diversity of opinion, diversity of, uh, you know, beliefs, religious beliefs. But then we also have uh, other, you know, type of diversity. But at the end of the day is diversity is, you know, defined at differences that that really matter, presence of differences that really matter. Inclusion will be how do you leverage those differences, right? right? You have a great council here, a lot of great people. They are very different. How do you leverage all that genius that sits in this council to create a much better city of crystal? And then equity is, I call equity the science of system thinking, is the ability to okay. see uh, system disconnect, personal limitations, and uh, a systemic structure that might not be helping, you know, uh, create a better system, and then having the opportunity to eliminate those. Why? So that people have equal access to opportunity, not equalizing things, but just giving people equal access to opportunity, and people will make the choice whether they want to achieve or not. And then belonging is what emerge when diversity, equity, and inclusion are done properly. And cultural competence is the glue that keeps those you know, things in place. Yeah, cultural competence is something that the council has been working on. Uh, that's that's the piece that we've done in the front end. And quite honestly, the cultural competence competence piece of it is not what I expected. It's it's more of an introspective approach as to understanding different cultures. So at first, I I, I had no concept of what that meant and. Even after hearing it out loud a few times as to what it really is, it, it, it took quite a bit of time to process to say, you know what, this isn't about what's out there, it's about what's in here. 
you know, cultural competence is the beginning. And cultural competence is your perspective plus the perspective of others. If we, all, if we only use our own perspective, that's being ethnocentric. If we use our perspective and the perspectives of others, that makes us, you know, cultural competence. And that way, we have a better understanding of what is in front. But like you said, the journey to cultural competence begins with self-awareness. You know, it's uh, an intentional and attentional process to self-awareness. Right. And I, I think one of the other things that stuck out was when we talk about equity, the tendency to talk about our similarities is something that, that, that you brought up. And it, it gives us some commonality to have a further conversation, but that's not what you did. You said we have to get beyond similarities and talk about our differences. Yes. And that's where the tough conversations come in. And if we can maneuver our differences, we can accomplish anything together. And that's kind of a, a different a different perspective that, than what I came in. I can sit in a room and talk to somebody who's ideologically completely opposite, and we can find commonalities, and we can have some, a lot of things we can touch and agree on. But can we maneuver and move forward with those differences that, and have conversations specifically about them? I found that to be something that I wasn't expecting, and I thought that was kind of cool. And that also took some processing to figure out, well, why are we focusing on our differences? Isn't that counterintuitive to what we're trying to accomplish? But no. Can you yeah. speak to that a little bit? Yeah, yes, 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 yes. And doing that, you know, just to add, right? Doing that without assimilation, without losing yourself in the process. So, right. yeah, there's a difference between the word uh, individualization and individualism, right? So individualization is looking at what is unique about, you know, an individual and making sure that that individuality is not lost. Individualism, on the other hand, is more about me. It's about what I do, you know. Uh, I put myself first before, you know, the other. So that's why when people talk about equity uh, and inclusion, people get a little bit trapped about it because they think that they have to lose something in the process. But when we talk about equity and we talk about, again, you know, is there's a, there, there is a mental model or a orientation called minimization that focus primarily in commonalities. But when we focus on commonalities alone, we lose the ability to see what is unique about the other, you know, person or the, you know, the individual, right? So what we want to do is see commonalities and see differences equally and then having the ability to bridge, to adapt and to shift perspective when perspective needs to, to be shifted without losing the core of who we are in the process. So the tendency, and that's, and the reason why is, um, you know, we minimize is because we have been trained to do that. We have been wired to do that, right? right? We sure Since have. we are little kids, you know, not to see differences because differences may create conflict. But the reality is differences can be amazing. You know, uh, most organi organizations and institutions that are leveraging those differences are becoming more productive, more collaborative. There's more engagement. There's less incidence of conflict. And not only that, but for businesses, it becomes, you know, they become more profitable. Right. And for businesses, it's one thing. For a local government institution, it turns into something completely different. And that's, that's the challenges that we've had in Crystal is to, to have a public conversation around something that people have different views what the local role of government should be in this area. You know, from my perspective, I look at our council as being a policy-making organization, and what we we focus on primarily is the budget and how, and how we how to provide services to our citizens. 
and and through that we stepped into bringing our communities together, making things very positive in our parks so that our, our neighborhoods can come together, having different events where everyone's invited and we not only get to know our immediate neighbors but the, the neighbors in our community at large. And then now we've shifted and, and we've brought in the, the equity conversation. And I think the challenge moving forward, even for me to understand at this point, is to deal with the different perceptions of what local government should be doing in this realm. Some people think we should be doing more. Some people think we should be doing less. Find out what that role really should be. And, and I think that's going to be something that I hope gets flushed out in this community conversation, that, that we, can, we can have something that's really helps this council accomplish what it needs to accomplish in policy and services within the city. Yeah, I think that, that you're right. Um, we have, I don't know how many citizens you know, in Crystal, but if you look at the world, we have 7.5 maybe more billion people 7.5 billion different way of looking at things, right? right? So we don't see things as they are. We see them as we are. And people need to take an honest look, you know, and interrogate, you know, what are the thoughts, what are the stories that inform how they see things? Right. Because it's easy to point the finger and say, hey, you should be doing X, Y, and Z. But there's another thing, uh, Mr. Mayor, that have, uh, that, that make this conversation a little bit, you know, you know, difficult. And it's the fact that more and more we are focused on our rights, right? Everybody can tell you, I have the rights to do this. You have the right to do these things for me. I mean, you, ha you have to do these things for me because it is my right. It is my right. And we always forget about our piece of responsibilities. So when I ask people, yes. right? When I ask people, can you name it? Can you name your constitutional rights? Most people can actually name them all, you know, or at least, you know, a big number. But when I ask them, can you name your civil responsibility? And there's a blank stare. What are you talking about? Well, we forgot that in order for our rights to be preserved, our civil responsibilities need to be executed first. So when people are coming into this conversation saying, you know, the city should be doing X, Y, and Z, I think the next thing that should be, you know, that individual to ask themselves is, and then how can I help do that? What are the things that I can do to help the city of Crystal, to help the council do a much better job? Not to put the burden on the council, on the council, because part of our civil responsibility is to be engaged to the, the community. Yes, right? absolutely, absolutely, precisely. And you know, we we don't have a lot of guests at our our council meetings. You know. It, they can, they can be kind of arduous in terms of trying to accomplish some very mundane and routine type things. Uh, so sometimes they're not interesting. But if you're not there for that piece of it, you miss the things that are important. And all of a sudden, when did this happen? Why did you guys do this? Well, we've been talking about it for six months, you know, yes. and nobody bothered to look. So that engagement is, is huge. If people do want to be activists in a specific area, they should be paying attention to what's going on or actually being a part of the process. Yes. And that's, that's the engagement that we would love to see. Yes, uh, yes. And accuracy, right? So when, when we are informed, not necessarily by our ideologies, but informed what, by what is in front of us, our decisions and our process of thinking and the outcome that we will be getting out of those you know, engagement is going to be more qualitative. But if we are not engaged, if we're not listening, if we're just finding information in places that we shouldn't be looking, you know, or going to a particular group on social media or a particular, you know, place uh, that feed to what I already right. believe, 
that's become a problem. In fact, you know, confirmation bias, implicit association bias, and group things is really eroding our cities and our country, right. you know, because it's not allowing people to, again, connect and uh, come together to, you know, to really engage with uh, problems in a healthy way. Yeah. I, I would say I've seen people come into the council, they, they're going to accomplish A, B, C, and D. But when they get here, and the same thing, of course, happened to me as, as I became mayor. I got informed. You know, I had I had staff, professionals in all these different areas, in parks and streets, in public safety, you name it. And all of a sudden, what I thought I was going to accomplish or try to get done changed because because I, I was informed, I was engaged. So that happens in the process of actually really fully engaging in, in your so yeah, and think about it. I right? see it over and over. Yeah, as a mayor, you you have a lot of big decisions to uh, to make, and uh, if you're if, if you're not listening to you know the council that you have and the people, the uh, right, too. it makes it very difficult because that it will be only one perspective. But when you listen to the unique perspective that this particular group of people, you know, elected members bring in, your decisions and the decision of the council are more qualitative in nature. All right, so I, I know we only have been talking for a few minutes, but we, we certainly have a direction we're going in. Let's talk a little bit about what it's going to look like after this meeting. You know, are we going to have this meeting? Is this meeting an end-all? What's the process look like yes, from there? Yes, and that's, that's, that's the hardest part, right? Everybody wants to begin with the end in mind. Unfortunately, there's no finish line in this, uh, in this uh, journey. This right. is a journey, right? There's no destination here. And uh, the reason why is because culture is um, is nonlinear, it's dynamic, it's always evolving, it's always changing, and so are we. We are growing with learning, and uh, if we lack into a particular path, we find you know the hard way that very soon we're going to have to stop and then get you know re uh, redirected because things are just moving you know so fast. So this is the beginning of a journey. An opportunity to learn about each other, an opportunity for collaboration, an opportunity to learn, you know, and be informed, and then an opportunity to use that data, that information to inform the next steps, right? So uh, until we have the collective uh, perspectives that will come together on that day, we don't know yet what's that going to look like, what the next step is going to look like, because that data is what's going to, you know, inform that journey. But it will give us an opportunity to begin co-creating and co-journeying together. That's the most important part. And making the connections that we need to make. And then from there, uh, then we have another opportunity based on the data to identify what are the things that we want to do or the problems that we want to try to address uh, collectively. Right. You know, I think this process, you know, not knowing the outcome kind of makes me uncomfortable you know, not you know, not having it scripted out, and, and to your point, we don't know what the journey is going to look like, and that that little bit of uncomfort that I'm experiencing is exactly what I should be experiencing. Yes. And yes. And yes. so as we move forward, it, it just it kind of highlights that we have an openness of heart, and that we, we really want to move forward in this realm. So. Absolutely right. Yes. So you know, it's a it's a journey of uh, humility and um, really, you know beginning to trust each other, which is a little, you know, it's difficult right now yes. at this, at this yeah. moment, but we have to build trust. That's and right. we, when we cannot lose hope, if we lose hope, uh, that will be the killer of all things, right? Because then 
we will be asking ourselves, why are we doing this? Yeah. And um, but yeah, you know, in, in life there are uh, things. There are a lot of things that are that are uncertain, and uh, you know, we don't know what's going to happen from one day to another day. But you know, with hope, you know, we can engage and uh, try to build a better future for everyone. Very nice. Love that. Love that close. Love the hope. So we're going to wrap up. Ramon, thank you for coming in, spending a few minutes with us. Reminder to our listeners, uh, our community conversation is going to be June 23rd. Please go to our website, crystalmn.gov, for the details and the timing and how to access that Zoom meeting. And we look forward to to hearing your perspectives in this area and uh, uh, join the journey. Thank you very much for listening.